Drew it. Let's do it live. Okay. Hi, hey, Chris. Todd, this is the podcast called The Monday Mass. We are... It's, a, it's an action sports podcast. Sitting at February 13th, which means that today is Valentine's Day Eve. Oh, my God. It always happens on the eve of a major holiday. Do you... Um, do your... Have you somehow magically transformed Valentine's Day for your kids into, like, a weird February Christmas? Um, no. They're just getting some basic chocolate. Mm. But it's like, there's anticipation. Not really. No? I, you know, we got, I got uh, two boxes of Fun Dip for my uh, youngest. Sixth grade is still prime time, kind of Valentine giveaway to the whole class remember mm. how fun that was no i well i Junior remember high, what like, if what if i didn't get the card yeah you know? i i used to i was a very sensitive loving teenager so you would give a lot of valentine's I, days well, away. i would put a lot of effort into giving the special someone a really nice valentine mm. and i was always disappointed <laughs> you know if you think people about- don't want to be liked Think about like you the know? origin of like what Valentine's Day was to us. It's like this flying baby shoots people with a love arrow, in people the ass. in the ass, and forces them to like you. It's really, right. it's almost like um, without consent. It's like human trafficking, really. There's no consent there. No. There's violence. Yep. There's yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah, I mean... A naked baby flying around shooting at people. All we need is zombies. Right. And it's a and HBO show. We've got something here. We've got something here. Okay. Well, so those are our thoughts there. If you guys want to send us a digital valentine, that's great. We would, I would totally accept that. Digital valentine? Yeah, a little something. You could like use a song. You could use that chat GP. Chatsterbait. Wait, what's the... T- <laughs> what? <laughs> what did you say? What? Chatsterbait? What are you talking about? What's the oh chat GP? What's is that what it, it is a chat GP? AI. Yeah. Sentient Actually, writing. We're gonna start doing this whole podcast with chat. Alexa, G- do this podcast with chat GP. It's an action sports podcast about nothing. I don't think my Alexa listens to me. It's because that's Siri. What an idiot. Hey everybody, we're gonna rifle through Siri. these sponsors real oh, Siri, quick. Yeah, Siri. Because many of you have uh, sent faxes in saying that you prefer me over Chris doing the ad blocks. I'm well, I have to... some news about one of our sponsors. Can I at least say one of them? Okay. Mountain High, the closest mountain to Monday Mass headquarters. Mm-hmm. They have a fun, free event happening on Saturday. It's called the Volcom Sick Day. What's Saturday? That's Saturday, February, whatever. This coming Saturday. <laughs> It's the 18th. Welcome and Pharmacy Board Shop. It's a rail jam, 10 a.m. registration, helmet required, Todd. Okay. It's a good time. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're pro or whatever. If you can hit a rail, you can be in the contest. Mountain High has been putting on a lot of fun, like, uh, one-day events. They've been partnering up with Volcom and Pharmacy Board Shop. So I'm down. I'm down for it. I'm mm-hmm. not going to do it because I do not do rails on snowboards, as you know. I can barely get down that damn hill, but I still damn. try. Mountain High, a faster way to fly. And we have some other sponsors that have somehow been, 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 have been bamboozled wow. into sponsoring our podcast. And these the are them. K2 Snowboarding, at K2 Snowboarding. Yeah. There's a snowboard right there. Chris, gonna Chris week, is going right? to show it to you. We're going. We're going. At Pedal Electric, at Pedal.Electric, best e-bikes on the market, and the only one with a front and back motor. Beat that, everyone else. 
Bachan's Japanese barbecue sauce at Try Bachan's. Not only does Bachan's improve your food quality, but will actually make you seem cooler if you put the sticker on your car. And it's aphrodisiac. It, <laughs> yeah, if you're wondering what to get your your significant other for uh, for Valentine's Day, just what's the red one? The red cap. That's the that's the original. Uh, original. Original. Bachan's the original is the sexiest. Herschel Supply Co. at Herschel Supply. Bags, belts, gloves, gloves, backpacks, backpacks, luggage. They've got it all. They have you covered from head to toe for all your travels needs. That's that true. is Herschel Supply Co. Beneath Apparel at BN3TH Apparel. See? Look Chris up. is wearing it. It is uh, not just underwear, but also undergarments. Undergarments. Best so underwear on the planet. First layer. And they have padded shorts. Yes, that, I need those so for snowboarding. So if Chris wants to go rail rail riding, he can strap on those padded shorts. Thank and you, And if Benith. you put the pads in the front, it can increase the likelihood of people thinking that you have... Back to Valentine's Day. Back to Valentine's Day. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Bubs Naturals, at Bubs Naturals. It's right here. Would you like to have a lot more hair than you currently have and have fingernails that are out of control and, and just bone density? I mean... Bubs Naturals is your collagen... One-stop shop for collagen drop. And MCT brain oil. That's right. Look at the big brain on Chris. Panicking coffee and tea. Oh, pa- sorry. I jumped in. Go ahead. It's okay. You know, you're doing great. Ruined it. People are loving it. I'm, it feels like I'm having People a, are buying a, stuff. A stroke. They're buying it. Panicking coffee and tea. At Panicking coffee and tea, it is the best coffee and tea that you can possibly find. It's also a block away, which makes it yeah, very convenient it for Todd and I to have the best coffee shop in the world that close. At Nanocraft CBD, at Nanocraft CBD, now dropping THC on your ass. That's right. CBD, THC, everything you need for you and me. That's right. Pure Prescriptions, at Pure Prescriptions, perfect immune. How is your immune system? People are right freaking now? sick right now. Dude, people are getting, there's this weird infection going around that's taking over people's body and apparently the mm-hmm. only cure is your immune system fighting it. And Todd and I... It's not, I, it's not the cordyceps virus. I was not... I haven't been sick literally since... And I... Like, look, well, I'm not trying to overpromise you said science. It. I haven't been sick since I got my care package of uh, perfect immune. Mm-hmm. For real. And that was a month ago? Two months ago? Yeah, it's just giving your body what it needs. You wouldn't... Thank you, you body. You wouldn't put shitty gas in a sports car. I would. Right? So nothing but the best for Chris Cote. Hanson Surfboards at Hanson Surfboards. It's uh, We're coming up on spring break, believe Jesus it Christ or already? not. Valentine's Day is the gateway to springtime. I know. And Easter's coming. We have just a couple more months of this weather, so take advantage of it while you can. This weather? It's 80 degrees outside. Well, look, most of our listeners are, <laughs> listeners are in Canada. Um so yeah, so pure prescription. Uh, wait, where are we? Hanson Surfboards. Yeah. They still have snowboard stuff there, and yeah. you can mail order from them and get ten percent off if you enter Monday Mass in the checkout. You know what? I, I last time I went to Hanson's, and this is the, you have to go to a board shop to do these things. I got bolts for my snowboard. Remember, uh-huh. I got new socks for snowboarding in, and I also got um, a hula shirt. A what? A hula shirt. Oh, yeah, Hawaiian shirt. They got everything there. And diecutstickers.com. I'm going to finish for Todd because he's obviously exhausted. Diecutstickers.com on Instagram, D-O-T-com. Uh, I'm going to order a, a new – I'm ordering stickers for myself. What are they? Uh, it's going to say 
I saw Chris Cote solo at underline and it was underline like Mad Libs. So when I play my shows, I have merch st- sticker form. So and gonna, I'll give you one. Yeah, but are you going to like write it in there? I'm going to have a Sharpie attached to it. Okay. So you can write your own review of my show. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. I, th- I tried to think of a cool sticker for both of us, but so far I've only thought of one for me. So I'll take it. But if you have one for you. I mean, whatever. Richard's Reviews sticker? Yeah. Do you have a Richard's Review for this show? No, no yeah. Okay. It's Todd's Takes. Also, sorry. Camp Shred is coming March 4th and 5th. And we've got big news. I, I curated the, the soundstage. Is there, do, we, do we know what time you go on? I'm not playing this year. Wow. Convenient yeah. for everyone. I put myself on the show last year. What do we got? We got, uh, we got the cabs. We got miniaturized. Um, we've got Trouble in the Wind on Saturday. We got DJ Chris Cantori on Saturday as well. Sunday, the Saltine Solutions. The saline solutions, excuse me. Saltine solution is, that's just when you're sick. You the saline ale. solutions are a rock and roll band from La Jolla, California. Copy. They've been in a bunch of Zeke's vlogs lately. We've got Second Harvest, ripping surfers, playing ripping, jamming music. And then we've got Drug Hunt, an awesome band out of San Diego that I can't wait to see live. And DJ Ivy Normal. Our DJs are brought to you by Corner Pizza. Uh, and the rest of it is brought to you by Camp Shred. That's March 4th, Cardiff Campgrounds. Solid. And and Todd, I have a quick new segment. Mm -hmm. So I got this idea when I went and surfed your break for the first time in many years. Mm -hmm. Very friendly people out there. It was a very small day, so Mm -hmm. I rode an egg. Coming back on my bicycle, and I thought I saw something that kind of made me happy. And so this is a new segment called Two Nice Things I Saw Last Week. This is a new segment? New segment. Two nice things I saw last week. All right, wait a minute. Here are my two. You can't just drop a new segment. When I say my... Two nice things we I saw last week, this, and you look, this you missed the meeting. Clearly hasn't been you vetted by a focus meeting. group. Okay, two okay, what it's is supposed it? to be quick. Okay, go ahead. Just start it with a little positivity. Two nice things I saw last week. Friday night I went and saw Air Supply. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite bands. Oh, they were good. Crying, singing, surrounded by old and young, all all ages, all colors, all types, all body shapes and sizes. It was wonderful. It made me very happy, very joyful to my core air supply Friday night. The other nice thing that I saw was, and this was a a two for one, two times I saw coming down the street, older women, Mm -hmm. somewhere between 30 and 50 in workout gear, pumping on a skateboard, like a, I don't know if it's like a carver board or something, pumping, going down the street. Obviously, skateboarding for exercise. Cool. And I saw that and I was like, that's really cool. That's nice. So those are my two nice things I saw this week. Did you see two nice things this week? Uh, One of the nice things I saw this past week was uh, we were at Mammoth for the um, Southern California uh, on snow board and gear demo at Mammoth last week. Tight. And Jordan Mead, who's our good friend who happens to be the Volcom rep down here, actually... Uh, took a video of someone from Surfside Sports I- up in uh, Newport actually tomahawking through a hole in the wall at Mammoth. Oh my God, that was Jordan's video. Yes, one of Jordan had the above view, and then our friend Nook had the view I, from below. I thought that was like a random Sandy cook fail, oh, whatever. Was, that it was, was a Sandy. Friend. Yes. 
Holy so that shit. was the one nice thing I've seen. If, if you guys are that's nice. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, I've we'll, been through there. We'll put it up on uh, the Monday Mass Instagram later. And the other nice thing, I don't know. That was probably the nicest thing. There nice. was two different angles, so that was two nice things. Okay. Okay. That's so fair. Let's, let's rip into it. Surf news brought to you by Hanson Surfboards. We start surf news. Unfortunately, on a sad note, we lost an absolute bona fide legend. Amazing, of Larry. A man, Larry Haynes. Uh, known for his film series, Fluid Combustion, Chasing Mavericks. Uh, I would say mostly now known as the guy who is in the gnarliest position, getting the craziest mm-hmm. shots during the events. Swim all day I mean, long. Sight angles into Pipeline, Chopo, Sunset Beach. Crazy. You know, when the waves are the biggest, scariest, gnarliest, he's out there either swimming or on the back of a jet ski with a damn microwave oven on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. He was known as probably the gnarliest, one of the gnarliest water cinematographers in history and still doing it to this day. But I, I would say as a friend and like a family member of surfing, super positive, known as like friendliest dude the ever. Sto- the stoke. Um, Kelly Slater says, it's hard to imagine a surfing world without Larry always screaming us into waves and throwing good vibes. So, you know, again, not only is he working and filming, getting these crazy visuals, but he's part of the experience for the pros mm-hmm. that you don't hear on the webcast, but you've got a guy, you had a guy in the channel going, yeah, go, you know, yeah. like getting people fired up. So very cool. That was really sad. But it's, I mean, to have him, I mean, we've, we've been on a couple of trips together with, with Larry's been a part of most notably the, the Nixon high tide Hold'em events. And oh yeah. Larry was the most stoked human yeah. being ever. Yeah, he was one. He's there's a, there's there's a lot of people in your life that when you see, you're like, yeah, awesome. This, you know, I'm stoked to see this guy. Larry was that guy, but it came back at you five times. Mm-hmm. You know, he just always had that energy, and yeah, it's it was it was a shocking. It was a uh, I think he went surfing, and you know, doesn't he went surfing, came in something uh, a heart attack, something like that. So it was instant, and it mm-hmm. was just horrible and it's really a bummer he definitely missed and i agree with slater the world surfing world won't be the same um i've had a lot of this shit yeah i'm kind of fucking over it i i I think i texted you i text a couple people like Mm -hmm. hey do me please don't die for a long time i can't do this i I can't do this every goddamn week to not have it happen but you know yeah um just a quick touch on it now this feel like ages ago because we missed last week todd was a mammoth we could have done it but it's not the same without you, Todd. Uh, well, I, know. I don't like doing it without you. I, I, yeah. Um, the Billabong Pro Pipeline will be remembered as a very strange event. The waves were weird. Is it over? It's over. It oh, my God. Exactly. I didn't even realize that it ended. Yeah. Um, there was a couple moments. You know, there was a couple days where it was just, you know. You, Who won? You can't dictate the ocean. So they had a couple bad days. There was when you go back and you watch the highlights. There were some crazy, crazy moments. Yeah, uh, but most, most notably, what I remember from that is those two John John waves. John John, uh, arguably the perfect heat, did not get perfect tens, and people were people were ranting and raving like, "I can't! Wow, he's robbed!" Like he still won the heat with high nines. Like get over it. So who won? Um, 
Who did win? Jack Robinson. Oh, okay. Jack Robinson and Chris Moore. Where did um, John John end up after after that amazing performance? Uh, he the... was in the quarters of the semis against Jack Robbo. That was kind of like the heat of heats. And what was how big was it when that heat went down? Was it? It was it's like decreasing double spell? overhead. Okay. You know, it was just wasn't classic pipeline, mm-hmm. which is kind of sad because the the three events before were all time crazy good pipeline, and so. Now that you got all the best in the world out there, you know, again, I look back, I watch the highlights, super entertaining, five minutes of perfect waves. So Hmm. that's it. We're moving forward. No reason to go back. We're moving forward. Hurley Pro, Sunset Beach started. It's on now. It's happening. So if you're watching this live, thank you. (laughs) Because you can watch the highlights of day one, non-elimination rounds. And the waves look pretty good. Um... It's me. Sunset is known now as the most challenging wave on tour, and it looks like they're going to have some swell for this one. It was extremely, for those of you who play fantasy, this is a tough fantasy pick. The wild cards are interesting. Kai Lenny has a wild card. Eli Hanneman, Keanu Singh, Zoe McDougal, Luana Silva. Um, so that's just starting now. Um, next week, who knows where we'll be. It might be over. But it just started, and it, of course, it depends on when you listen to this. This is not a timely podcast. Do you know it, that? By no means. Because if I went back and listened to one from last year, it would be like, Tony Hawk does a 900. You know, <laughs> I don't know. So, what else you got? Speaking of going backwards, news Kelly Slater turned 51 on February 11th, just a few days ago. Uh, he's still really, really. This is my script, right? Really, 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 you, really. You got, yeah. How many reallys do you have? Though? Really, really, really. Three? Three really Three good reallys. at surfing. He's still really good. You could just say excellent and really He's clean amazing. that up. He's an ageless wonder. Um, and th- and this news kind of popped up. This is other Slater news. What's this? The, it's called The Greatest Surf Movie in the Universe. It's got Luke Hemsworth. There's Liam. Liam is, the, Liam is Thor. He's the famous one. Well, I think Luke's famous too. Luke's in Westworld. He was in Westworld. I don't. Luke Hemsworth, Liam Hemsworth, and there's another Hemsworth, right? Steve. Todd Hemsworth. <laughs> Todd Hemsworth. Gary. Uh, well, anyway, this is. Uh, so this is one. This was on one of those like gossip sites. So it goes: Luke Hemsworth, Westworld, eleven-time surfing champion Kelly Slater of Baywatch. <laughs> That's yeah. As if like yeah. this eleven-time surfing oh. champion doesn't. Oh, help the you. guy from Baywatch. Oh, yeah. And Mick Fanning. Oh. Three-time world champion and shark attack survivor Mick Fanning <laughs> as their futuristic alter egos. The offbeat adult comedy will include stop-motion animation characters, and I hope foul language. Adult comedy. It's an adults-only type of experience with cartoons and Kelly Slater and Mick mm. Fanning and Luke Hemsworth and, hmm. you know, animated nudity, cussing. Am yeah. I on the right path here? I mean, this sounds like an this sounds like an airplane download. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to uh, stay on top of this developing story because Hollywood's all over it. They shouldn't get the scoop on us. We should know this stuff before. But um, I mean, who do you know? This is another thing that just you know, Chippa Wilson has been posting some insane surfing on Instagram. Period. That's the news. That's it. Like, what has he got? Come on. Well, just the combos that Chip is doing. It's like he's getting better and better at surfing, and he's just dropping like a one or two wave clips on his gram. And they're very inspiring, and it's kind of a 
different look. We're, we're, we're so like in right now on the championship tour that all that like drama and numbers and rules and blah, 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 that it's nice to just go and watch Chip Wilson surf mm-hmm. and get stoked and make and makes you want to go surfing and try weird, cool stuff. Uh, also, a joyful edit was uh, Noah Dean and Mason Ho. Do you watch this? Not yet. It was, uh, and I hope that this is something that Mason Ho is going to do more of. Basically, it's just with him get, and Noah. Guests? Yeah, like guest surfers. Him and Noah show up at Rocky Point, and it is like glassy, beautiful, blue, firing. And they just go wave for wave. And it's not a contest. It's just two homies surfing together, and it it just feels good. It really does. I think that, uh, you know, Obviously, Noah is one of the most exciting and dynamic people to watch. And if you pair him up with Mason Ho, who's probably the one of the most exciting. The most, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're going to get two different, two completely different but similar experiences. And so I'm all, I'm down for this. And I, and I, you know, I love, I just, wa- I like started watching Mason's vlogs. And do you ever think about like turning your ringer off just before did. we do the and show? Now it's off. I don't think about that kind of stuff. Um, it's pure, you know. These the the Mason Ho vlog videos are very pure. Uh, I enjoy a lot of different types of vlogs, but this one is just like a session. There's good like jamming music. I like the eat shits and the eat shits. The eat shits when he are like that's, dry reef. that's. I mean, that's kind of like why I like watching Dane's edits too, is because they include the eat shits. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is this is breaking news. You guys, Mason Ho is an edit. Mason Ho is a vlog, and it's really good. Yeah. Okay, so check it out. Did you see Dane Reynolds' uh, video where he was talking about scoring? We got some audio. Scoring this. what? This is some of the best just Dane scoring skit, skit I've ever seen. What is he talking about? Scoring waves? Yeah. Yeah. No. Let's hear it. Dane Reynolds coming right up. Seal at seal tooth. Any second now. Um. Where is it? Here we go. Uh, anticipating, that it? anticipating is killing us. Anticipation. Well, he might have taken it down. Anyway, I think he took it down. Okay, good. But he was talking about scoring, which is kind of sick. Yeah, he took it down. <laughs> it must have been too funny. Wow. Yeah. Is it behind a paywall? No. Nope. You can watch this video for nine ninety nine. All yeah. right. Moving along. Do you have any more surf news? Just that Dane Reynolds video. I All wanted right. To show well, you, skate news is brought to you yes, by yes, Beneath Apparel. BN3TH uh, skating causes a lot of friction uh, in your nether regions. Why not have a pair of underwear that accommodates that? What? Or multiple pairs of underwear that accommodate that? Friction. Yeah. I mean, don't just buy one. Buy more than one. Yeah. So. Skateboard. Uh, last week, I went to the barracks for the first time ever. What did you think? I'd never been there. It was interesting. I walked in. And it's not as big as you think, is it? Well, this like I, I feel like the size was there, but for some reason I walked in and I felt like the whole thing was like supposed to be that way. Well, because you walk in from the from where the quarter pipe size is. Yeah, it was very. I was like tripping out a little bit, and I was very excited to be there. I did a two day shoot for Tech Deck. Did you get to skate around? I just I got to skate around a little bit. It was a little slick, and it was a, not intimidating because it was like you know. Was anyone there, dude? Dude. At one point. So on the on the first day I did ten interviews. Uh, I'll give you some of them: Mario McCoy, Felipe Gustavo, T.J. Rogers, Brandon Turner, Alexis Ramirez, and then my last interview of the day was Stevie Williams, which Very was cool. insane. I've met him, but never like 
talk to him really. Again, one of the hero, one of the goats, one of the heroes of skateboarding, one of probably one of the coolest people that I've ever like. No offense, been that talking to like mm. that close. Homie stared like into my soul. What do you mean? I was interviewing him, and it, and he did not break eye contact, <laughs> did not blink, and very thoughtful in his answers. It was, it was amazing. And then after the interview, that was the last one of my day. I just was skating around. He's skating, and I'm like, private session at the barracks, just me and Stevie Williams. Crazy. My kid self and current self was so high. Exploded. Yeah. Joyful explosion. Um, Chris, that was awesome. Did, Hold on. What? There's one more piece of news okay. from the barracks. All right. The next day, we had a best trick. The whole time, a guy named Anthony Medina was our – he is the facilities manager at the barracks. Okay. Super cool inviting friendly do you need anything it's like i mean all over it and this is really recently smiling right? yeah this was this was last week the next day after i see um a photographer yoon soul posted on his instagram anthony medina uh what bear, i don't even think he was 30 years old he got in a car a car crash at like that night and died passed away god dude um like i said that's two of stop it's yeah it's that's the you know there's good and bad things about getting older the good things is the knowledge you gain you know the friends that you have the friends that you make you know you want you to watch your family grow and all that stuff the bad thing is people die yeah but way too much yeah anyway and people are born too which is awesome let's not i don't want to i don't want to dwell on the negative no. on this but like you know i i'm just, Dude, I, I'm sick. I'm so sick of talking about it. I mean, it's, right? it seems like it's like, yeah, there's just been a lot of uh, of that kind of emotion in the industry recently, and whatever the industry yeah. is, but just this world. Well, and um, it just it's a it's a it's a reminder. Just like try to be happy. Try to yeah. spread joy. Try to make your seconds count with your yeah. with your friends. Be kind to people. Can you imagine if you did something super lame to someone you like? Whatever, stole something, cut somebody off in a bad way, said some lame shit, and then you died, and then and then like that. There's a couple people out in the world like eh, that dude was a dick. Mm. That's why if you're cool to everyone, yeah. Anyway, um, there's, other, there was a skateboarding world championships. Yeah, but there's other skateboarding news. Did you watch the sporting event yesterday? The Super Bowl. Yeah, the superb owl was yesterday. Yeah. Um, did you happen to see? The Tony Hawk uh, in Kevin Hart's commercial. No, wait, no. Damn it. I was looking it was for very skaters and surfers. Funny, I think. And snowboarders. Kevin Hart's very funny. Hilarious. He's very funny. Hard work. I guy. really think he's hilarious. Yeah, I do. I His do delivery too. is great. And Tony, all of a sudden, at the end of the commercial, shows up. And what's he doing? He's just, it's, you got to watch the commercial, but it's all yeah. based on like, remember that, um, that skit in Austin Powers when he's like, uh, do you want to make it? Did Tony Hawk say do Johnson? Morning, and there's baby? like all you know, like when they're all they keep like um, snap cutting from like it looks up in the air. It looks like a big Johnson, and the things like oh, flying yeah, yeah, by. Yeah. So they it's like one of those one of those cuts like that. And at the end, um, what were they advertising? I don't know something. Some Kevin Hart. <laughs> so bullshit. it didn't work. <laughs> no, it wor- I mean, it, hey, I remember the commercial, but I thought that was really cool. Tony Hawk is everywhere, as if you didn't yeah. know, he is. He is everywhere. He's, just, he's, he's super popular. He's popular with the kids. He's getting really popular. He's got a big. He's got a bright future. Um. So we had a. 
We had some other huge news. Skateboarding World Championships yeah, in Dubai? Grant Britain posted a photo of me on his Instagram. Oh, my gosh. And I reposted. So that was out of the blue. Legendary photographer. Grant Britain. This is a guy that shot the Bones Brigade. He shot the Animal Chin Ramp. He shot if, everything. If you had told, and he shot Todd Richards. If you had told 16-year-old me, because it was an older photo. This was, this is, I went to, <coughs> I went to Tony Hawk's. Uh, oh, now you're just dropping names. Grant Britton. Tony, Tony Hawk's, Hawk. his, his house slash ramp mecca Vista. back in like 89, 90 or something This was like half pipe with a bowl? Half pipe with a bowl. And then he also had right next to the house, it was like a mini ramp with a spine and extensions and all kinds of cool stuff. Right. This is like, this is like peak, like, you know, peak. I think Birdhouse just kind of started. It was like peak crappy time in skateboarding. Right. It's like really <laughs> when no one did The it. lowest time in this skateboarding is, is when time. But Todd anyways, I, went, I got a chance to go and skate there and Grant just happened to be there at that point. And yeah, he ended up putting it on his Instagram just like a tuck knee invert on Tony's uh, vert ramp. And I thought that was cool. And it does honestly feel good to post stuff like that because it is a bit of a fuck you to haters. What? Um, About what? Like, just if, me if people in general? just like <laughs> call you out, and I do this too. It's like this is why I post surf photo, surf video, photo, whatever. It's like I put you post it, and it's it's fun because it's like that's a great memory. Mm. It's an amazing photo, but it's also like a reminder. Not that you're trying to brag, but it's you know, it's like I know how to I do just, this. Shit. I just couldn't believe it. I know how to do this stuff. I straight up couldn't believe it. I still have a problem believing. Um, well, I I posted it on the Monday Mass thanks. Instagram. Thank you. Because I know you wouldn't have done that. But I posted it on my own. He secretly posted it on the Monday Mass and said <laughs> I posted it. Now hey, I did it. There was a huge skateboarding World Cup event in Dubai. Did you hear about this? I did. I didn't actually. I watched, I watched some, some of it of on it. Instagram. Yeah, I did too. Um, some of the most notable things, Gavin Botker basically broke his elbow and went out, got some surgery and came back and like skated in the final jam. Yeah, the kid's insane. <laughs> He's nuts. so good. I don't think he didn't really do anything, but he definitely like he dropped showed it up, and rolled yeah, around, yeah. showed up and cruised after getting surgery on his elbow, which is, yeah, Gavo, that was uh, that's major. But that was badass. So this is the this is like we have a skateboarding world champion for twenty twenty two, I guess, and going to the Olympics. I guess it's something, and there's medals and there's points. And the, and everyone was there pretty much, but I looked, I think it was just for it looked like a, a majorly fun time. It just yeah. seemed like everyone was having a great time, and the contest went absolutely crazy. Um, Sky Brown won for the women's division. Yeah, um, girl can do everything. Yeah, she can do every single bowl trick you can possibly imagine, and confidently as well. And confidently as well. But you know what? The crazy part is, is that. She didn't win by like that much. It seemed like it seemed like there's there's a lot of people like right there, yeah, at the top for um, sure. Kokona Haraki. Haraki and Sakura Yosuzumi. I mean, hello, the, the these women right now are. It's so fun to watch them skate because you never know. They're gonna do a five forty in a corner. Yeah, like, are they gonna do kickflip bindi? Kokona, yeah, Kokona Haraki. I think her kind of like signature move is nose grind. Like big nose like grind on around, top. yeah, around a corner. She's so gnarly at that trick. Backside, and then nose blunt reverts. Sakura like. Yosuzumi is like, uh, as like a technician, and doing it on a ten foot bowl. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think 
The women's bowl events are so fun to watch. Yeah, they're really cool. And so are the, the, the dudes, men's park. Jagger Eaton got gold. He Jagger did, I, I texted our little fun fam group yesterday when um, I watched Jagger do a kickflip backside nose blunt with no pause. Right. Like he kicked One motion. It, caught it in midair, and then s- snapped into the nose blunt in so fast that I didn't even really uh, comprehend what I saw. And then he also, I mean, he did so many flip out. He did a blunt flip in. He did that, you know, uh, kickflip backside lip slide. He did the kickflip back nose blunt. He was just flipping his board in it, like perfect, perfect, absolutely perfect run. And so he won. And I feel then, like his his style has gotten better, too. Huh? I feel like uh, Jagger Eaton's style is is smoothing out. Well, he's just he's so tech. He's just a technician. Yeah. Um, Augusto Aquito got silver. A uh, young kid from Brazil. Yep. And then uh, Pedro Barros, who obviously is a wrecking ball from Brazil yeah. as well. It's good to see Pedro back in the mix a little bit. Kind of. I'm not gonna say he fell off, but he wasn't in the mix for a while. I think Pedro really is like when they when the parks are a little bit bigger, and the walls are a little taller. That's when Pedro is at uh, yeah. his most Pedro, which is going a thousand miles an hour and gigantic. Yeah, and I, obviously I can't speak for him, but I think that he got a little burnt out on contests, and so he went on like some Thrasher trips, got some street clips, skated for fun, skated because he loves skating. Started you know is working more with companies, and I think that the whole like Olympics thing just the build up everything was probably it was in, intense and so i agree with you always you can't have a bowl slash park event without pedro barros there it's just not it's like having a pipeline contest without john john yeah and so he ripped it so yeah. um what else do you get for skating now? oj wheels video insane and also stink juice featuring matt tomasello of the fancy lad crew skateboarding's favorite mad scientist this is the type of video where I sat my whole family down, my wife, my kids. I go, okay, we are going to watch something out of this world, something completely unique and creative I don't and know, genius. Like, how do you, like how do you think you go about learning the stuff that he's doing? Like how much do you think it's just like a like you film it seven hundred times? And I, you I get think one make. I think the fact that he does these things over and over. And, and is constantly coming up with new tricks. And he's the guy, if, you don't, if you're not familiar, he cuts up his it's board, the board is and there's hinges and, and springs. It's, it's entertainment for the whole family. Um, yeah. I need to skate more. I, I'm, I have a problem enough skating on my board that yeah. doesn't have a hinge. Yeah. Um, my ankles feel like they have seven hinges in them. Yeah. But, um, Do you have any more skate news? Nope, I don't. Uh, Snow News is brought to you by K2 Snowboards. I got lots of snowboards. Reminder, uh, Volcom Sick Day with Pharmacy Skateboards is happening this Saturday at Mountain High. Todd, can I start? Yes. Because this is serious. Uh When animals attack. Mm. An astonishing moment happened in Japan a few days ago at Alpenblick Snow Resort in Mayoko City. Two snowboarders minding their own business, (laughs) having a good time, riding some groomers, doing some turns. Maybe having a couple laughs. Well, those laughs were turned shattered. Into, they turned into screams. Into terror when a goddamn wild boar came out of the woods and attacked two snowboarders. It's crazy, right? Have you ever heard of this happening? No, but I, what I have heard about happening in Japan. I mean, okay, Japan is Japan is a wild place to go snowboarding. Because, I didn't know this. Because there's freaking monkeys, snow monkeys. Yeah. Mean 
Snow monkeys are not nice. Right. They're very mean. They steal your shit. <laughs> They're mean. They steal your stuff. There's also these like weird bears there. They're like drop bears? No, they're not like drop bears, but they look like kind of like cocaine sh- bears. Kind of like shitty bears. You know how our bears are all like kind of fat and like yeah. bushy? Like the bears in like Japan are kind of like tweaker style. Like tweaker. It's almost like it's kind of like Temecula bears. Like they're a little they're bit tweaky. They're a little tweak. I shouldn't say Temecula. Where's like a really methy place? Um, at most everywhere. Okay, <laughs> everywhere. So it's like meth bears here, but they're like they're really violent. Like they're they're like if you come across a, a bear in the woods in Japan, um, you're gonna make the sound. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, well, but yeah, this wild boar attack was crazy because that thing, boars are. Like they're not nice. Well, animals. they have tusks, tusks too, yeah. and so yeah, one one person got attacked and basically like steamrolled and knocked off their board, and then the other person was down there like looking at the camera, like hey, did it attack him and smashed him? Really? Or her? I don't know who it was. So you saw the extended version. The of Snowboarder this fell down and the boar <laughs> was ground and pounding <laughs> this person. <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> it's uh, kind of funny. It's really funny. Uh, and then uh, and then. On a, in a different part of the world, a freaking aggressive goose what? attacked a snowboarder who was... The snowboarder fell down by have... some trees and was strapped in. And a goose, a grouse, a goose came up and was really violently getting, on, getting after him. Does this have anything to do with all the uh, objects being shot down? It might. Is there animal control happening by it's just, the aliens? You know what? I'm not like, I'm not gonna go too deep behind the curtain, but for two animals that don't generally attack snowboarders to have just gone and attacked them two days in a row, mm. <laughs> something's going on. Chemtrails. I see a pattern. I think it's chemtrails. Um, or so QAnon or something. Heavy metal Detroit at Hart Plaza. Went oh down. Red Bulls heavy metal. This is a kind of a. It's becoming a. Almost like a legendary event in snowboarding. It looked it's, insane. It's, it's this crazy urban event. Um, there's this giant kind of like slant wall that's it's very, very steep. It's, it's Scott Blum's wall because Scott Blum did a frontside invert on the tippy top of it. It's um, literally in downtown Detroit, too. This is where they had Red Bull Heartlines. Yeah, this is where Heartlines yeah. is. Um, that wall, Scott Blum's wall, is part of the feature. You've got rails. You've got all this crazy stuff. And big shout out to Red Bull for putting this event on. Um, Crazy stuff went down. You you may remember uh, last year when they had this event. You had you know people flying through cement columns. Um, Zeb Powell Zeb was Powell. a big that big standout bad. last year, but this year uh, the winners were Pat Fava and Fava Egan Wint. They won for the uh, Egan won for the women. Pat Fava won for the men. Crazy stuff went down. How do you spell Fava? F A V A. That's Definitely one of my new favorite snowboarder names. Fava. I am your fava. No, that's not how you know. You it's not? Um, also, in snow news, not really snowboard news, but actual s- the, snow the snow, news. snow, the element. Well, it, it's like snow events and also Red Bull. I ended up somehow seeing this crazy ski event. I believe it's in, it's got to be in Europe. It has to be, be just be by the way the village is laid out. But it's this crazy ski event that's like in the streets. It's like a slope style. Oh, and it's in like, the streets. It's like, yeah, like down levels. Like levels and you, and like pretty, like I, I wonder, saw that too. I wonder if you could do that for snowboarding. Well, that seems kind of like the Hart Plaza one or the, the, 
the some one of the, in Detroit. Some of the corridors are really narrow that I don't. I think it would work better for skis than it would for snowboarding. But I do see that there's a huge potential there to do an urban event, an urban slope style like oh that, my gosh. incorporating uh, features in and around the town. You would have to do it in Europe, and just you know. Um, it was really cool to watch. Okay. Well, why don't also, you, you know what? Hold on a second. We're on like a Red Bull roll here. You you can pitch events to Red Bull. I know. I, I know. Which I'm sure this is our. We might pitched. have big news coming. We, really? I'm just going to leave it at that. Okay. Go I, ahead. I More Red Bull snowboarding. More news. Red Bull snowboarding. Uh, the Kings and Queens of Corbett's. Now, this is an event that oh, goes yeah. down. Literally. At, at, at Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Um, what Jack- is so. Explain so Corbett's. Corbett's Coulard is this steep entrance, basically a chute that's at at the, at the top two, of there's this. There's like two walls. Yeah, it's like two big walls. It's a chute. A there's a thing. thing. And people <laughs> for years have been launching into Corbett's. What they end up doing is they close Corbett's for a while. They let it fill in with snow. It used to be just hitting the chute. But now they go in, probably taking inspiration from Travis Rice's natural selection, and they make jumps along the way down, and also it ends in a big kicker. So this this is an event that went down last week, the Kings and Queens of Corbett. Oh, my God. Now, a lot of people have said, and, and I will go on record uh, as to include myself in this, is that you're kind of watching people just get worked. 99% of the people that launch into that shoot do not land. And they explode. The one percenters handle. Usually, usually it's people on skis. What, the, going absolutely massive, like double backflips into this. But there's a lot of people that you I like I think anyone can enter. I think it's an open <laughs> That's amazing. I think it's like an open thing. And the drop, like if you hit if you hit the takeoff, I've only hit jumped into it once and the snow was like marginal at best. And I freaking exploded and tomahawk all the way down but it's like almost like a rite of passage so, but it's like a very steep landing super steep landing right. if it's clean but you start getting a, you start firing a whole bunch of people into this thing and that landing just becomes a war zone chunder and it's zone and it's not i mean it's steep it's but it's soft? not it's steep and it's it's not steep enough to handle how big people are going 90 percent of the time right but we had uh, last last year one of the Mindic brothers did like a three sixty to wall ride. That was the one. Won. But like, but the average people, it's like you're watching a freaking disaster movie. Well, and y- the y- thoughts are like, <laughs> is this is this good? Yes. Like, because someone's gonna get really hurt. It's great. Okay. Because this is kind of like that. You know, they have these rodeos. Yeah. They have I guess you're right. Motor motorcycle races. It's yeah. called Rung What You Brung. Mm-hmm. And it's basically you show up off the street and you can race in one division and run you what can you brung. Throw it, run what you brung. But nobody got seriously injured. Well, I think people got like tacos and stuff, but like I don't think anyone like went home in a empty handed in a bag. You know what I'm saying? But it's it's one of those uh it's it's one of those events that you watch and you kind of like well, it's this. It's you know that video that Jordan posted. Yeah, that would have been a. That's an average landing. Yeah, and and it's it, it's in line with uh you know things like crashed ice. Yes. With crashed uh, ice is freaking awesome, rampage. By the way. Red Bull rampage when the mountain bikers mm-hmm. jump off cliffs. So I think it, it it's in line. 
with that. So um, also do tours next week. Yeah, I feel like I got do tour in two weeks. Give us a preview, Todd. Hey, Dutorius has kind of flipped the script on what they're doing this year. Um, there's the half pipe event, which is a modified super pipe, trying to add some different dimensions and variables into it. To like keep hips, rails, stuff. I don't okay. know. I haven't seen refrigerators. We're going to be there uh, in a week and we'll know when we get there. Yeah. Um, and then instead of a slope style, which I don't not really sure why they chose to go this route for a more expansive rail event, or I should say more urban jib feature event, because it's not st- strictly it's a rail event. It's street. street, but it's street on the hill. Well, maybe this is what you're looking for, because you asked about that the Red Bull huh. event. In the Maybe it's going to be like that. Uh, maybe. I like new things, and I don't mind being a guinea pig to watch this, but so I'll be there with you. Okay, yeah, we're going we're gonna to be calling this thing. It should be cool. Can we be powder pigs? Um, hopefully we'll get some snow next week, but not too much to postpone the event. And also, so I this is a this is a weird question. So they all are. I'm gonna pose it to you. Okay. Okay. So last week, like I said, I was up in Mammoth. I got a chance to um, to go riding, and I was just like riding. It felt really good to ride jumps again. Like I haven't really. Ridden, I saw you do. I haven't really ridden jumps in a long time. You what's the trick you posted? Nothing. It's front like a, three? It's, no, it's like front three and like some. What do you mean nothing? Just that's, like, that's whatever. It's, not, it's like nothing. It's just. I'm trying I, to compliment you. But I'm you're derailing me. Okay, go ahead. So yeah, I went and and jumped some jumps, and I'm curious. So. Right, like riding in your. I, I feel like there's a lot more people. People are like, okay, whoa, oh my god, you know, uh, still like this, this, like this weird, like still got it. You know, there's a lot of like still got it's on my Instagram when yeah, I post. Yeah, so, I get that a lot too. And my and and my thing is that I, w- I would like to put out there into the world. Okay, is like there's no reason why you can't still got it. You just got to do it. You got to do it, and that's the thing is like, you know, Kelly Slater, 51 years old, he's still, still got doing it. it. Tony Hawk, still doing it. And the reason myself, like I still do it. I didn't stop doing it. The yeah. problem is, is when you when you step away from it and try to come back to it, uh, the sport might not be there for your body anymore. So my huge push that I'm going to, anyone wants to like get, you know, continue to do this stuff until you're older is that you can never stop doing it. Right. You can't step away from it and come back. And you don't have to do it to the level of your own expectation, like as best, as good as you've done it in your life. But you, you got to fully possible. It, you got to keep the tools sharp right. enough to keep doing it. It's fully possible to continue to, you know, progress within reason. I mean, obviously, in snowboarding, I don't have, I don't desire to, nor am I capable of going out and doing anything that modern snowboarders. But do. didn't you do a your signature wet cat on a quarter pipe like no. a couple weeks ago? No, no. Month ago? No. Five years ago? Not eight even. Year, Twenty years it's ago? Probably been. I, I probably haven't done a backside nine of the pipe in like eight years. But, but still. But all I'm saying is that it's <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's just like you know, it, you don't have to like this. I'd like to get rid of the still got it thing. Yeah. Because it's and and this has nothing to do with with, with myself. I just would like to help people realize that you can still do all of this stuff. It just don't try not to step away from it. Well, and also I think that, and I, I, and this happens a lot 
I think of like school drop off or like school events where I'm around other dads our age and they're like, man, you still skate? Oh, dude, I would just get hurt. It's like, That's hold on, do mentality. not say that. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't ever go, oh, I want to skate, but I'll get hurt. If you think that, like, you're going to get hurt. Just, but you don't know, jump down keep, 10 stairs. Yeah, like, go and cruise at the park. Do it for your, I mean, I'm by no means am I hitting 60, 70 foot jumps. I don't, I will probably never 50, hit a, a 60 or 70 foot jump ever again. I have no desire to. I got a question for you. What's up? We're not even in the question segment. Would you jump your age in distance? Probably. Like in a like a perfect scenario setup. And how many more years do you think oh you could do that? Would you jump your age distance? Would that, you that jump your age in distance? Like as you get older, you just have to jump that far. I probably haven't jumped more than twelve feet. So I don't know. Okay. That's kind of a gnarly one. That's. What's like a what's like a normal like a forty jump like a like a forty five to fifty foot jump is like pretty big. You, you, it's not though because once you leave the lip, it doesn't take much to carry your momentum to forty or fifty feet. Okay, it just kind of happens. It's more like what is the lip of this jump going to do to me when I leave it? Like if it's steep, it's going to pop you straight up in the air, so yeah. that way you have to carry more momentum to make the landing. What would be the dream scenario for that? Would it be like a you know, Alaska like no, it'd probably be more like a step up, or st like or what they call like a step up and over jump. Oh, so with long a long ass yeah. landing, kind of a jump where like so if you, I know that's I really like riding those kind of jumps these days because the impacts are a lot less, and that's another thing I'm not really willing to get into is I don't want to land the bottom of no, something. No, no, I don't want to. So give me give me a, one simple tip because my problem with jumps is I can get to the jump. But I don't know what to do right before the jump. Do I just like let the board go flat and stay loose? You like kind of have to. Well, a lot of people say to leave the jump flat base. I disagree with that. I think that you, if you're not leaving the jump spinning off of your heels, which is like a, that would be like a direction that you chose to do a Front trick. side. Is you're always kind of leaving the jump on your toes. Not right. rotating, but you are like you have more control on your toes. Yeah, always. It's just you can dig those toes in. You know where you are. So if I'm going to leave a jump to go just do a straight air to check it out, I'm kind of like flat based, more toe centric. Right. Because you just have more control. Yeah. And you're leaning. You're leaning like over your knees. Like your center of gravity is be like better to have more control. You don't want to be leaning back. I don't. Just kind of like, you know. You, got, you have to relax too. Like, yeah, you really need to relax. And I see a lot of people tensing up before they leave the lip on jump because you're obviously you're you're nervous about it. I I honestly I I would feel I feel way more comfortable jumping off stuff on a skateboard than on a snowboard. I don't know why. It seems like it would be cause easier because you, you can kick your skateboard you kick it away. away. Yeah, maybe I need to snow Anyways, skate. So that's more. uh that was uh, that was snowboard news. Um, unless you there have, is something fun if uh you want. Some entertainment. Slush just released an industry dating guide. Oh. And it's really funny. It's the pros and cons of dating. Pros, AMs, team managers, marketing managers, lifties, filmers, ski patrol, etc. I would say like on that list. Who would you date? Marketing manager. Marketing manager. They have the best budgets and like they have travel budgets. Right. And, and like. All the marketing managers that I know are, they're just the ones you see partying. They like. They, Exactly. <laughs> and there's no pressure as a marketing no. manager. You're like, well, whatever. Sorry, you lost. Let's go to the bar. I got the credit card. I agree with you. 
Uh, nerd news brought to you by at Pure Prescriptions. With no guarantee that Pure Prescriptions will prevent any kind of a fungal outbreak from turning you into a... But recommended. ...cordyceps creature. Right. Uh, as you Last know by news. now, if you listen to this show, you know that we're fatal for the show Last of Us, like most people are. We're not in some exclusive club, but we just know a little bit more about it than most other people because uh, Todd's a big fan and I'm the second biggest fan of the show. Zombie pit explosion. Mm-hmm. I sent Todd a text. We don't call them zombies. Okay. They're infected. Okay. You're right. You're right. I'm wrong. I'm going to take that back. Zombies is a genre. Infected pit explosion. Mm-hmm. Bloaters. Kid clickers. And more. Mm-hmm. This last episode was tweaked. It was really tweaked. It and was gnarly. And don't, spoiler, don't like any character. Don't fall in love with any character on this show. I'll tell you that much for now. Yeah, and Never love someone on this show. And as I keep saying, as we get further and further into this series and just knowing what this game is, uh, prepare for your heartstrings to be twinged and twanged in all kinds anymore. of different directions because it ain't over yet. The Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, but they're, you know, Any whatever. Commercials? Commercials. I, the, the commercial for the new Flash movie with Michael Keaton back as Batman. Batman. That's who I didn't know Dude. who that was. I honestly did not. That's I, like I didn't Michael know who Keaton that was. was in the, the original Tim Burton Batman, and I am stoked. I think Michael Keaton, is, well, Christian Bale is a really good Batman, but I think. Yeah, he's Michael, Michael Keaton better Keaton than Ben is, Affleck. Is Batman to me. Yeah. That, oh, that's that was. I was tripping. See, I had a bunch of people at my house, and so... Everyone's all loud and shit. It was kind of hard to watch the commercials, to be honest. Um, Pretty hype, Indiana though. Jones knew... Uh, Indiana Jones Yeah, four? de-aged. No, f- this would be five. No. Wait, de-aged four, two, three, digitally? Four. Yeah. So digitally you, de-aged. If you go back and you watch the Indiana Jones trailer, this the new one. Um, it's called the, Ring something of Fire. Of Destiny or <laughs> Dial of Destiny. It's called or Ring some Sting bullshit. of something. But all of those shots, if you pay attention to Harrison Ford, he's de-aged to be Indiana Jones uh, kind of back when, when uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. What? Yeah, they de-aged him. Can they do that to us? Yes. I'm in. Pure Prescriptions offers a de-aging. I love Harrison Ford. Me too. Love him. I like it. I like it because he's like low-key dickish. Like he came on, I think he came on stage last year at either the Oscars or the Golden Globes, and they played him on with the Indiana Jones theme. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, I can't escape that fucking theme song. <laughs> he's like, they play me on. It dun, follows dun, me dun, on dun, the way off dun, the stage. Dun, it's so good. Dun, 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 dun. Indiana Jones, uh, Harrison Ford, and you know Harrison Ford has lived for a very long time in Jackson Hole, and he is. His, Did he fly down Corbett's? His son Malcolm was a uh, was an aspiring shredder, and he's and Harrison Ford is is friends with a lot of my friends from Jackson. Um, the guy Harry, he was actually in a snowboard movie called From Water to Wine, which was the Bluebird snowboard movie back in the day, and he's just because he's just it's his Harry. It's crazy Harry that around, he he's in, just like this dude in Jackson Hole who's like, yeah, it's Harrison Ford, but he's just like this dude who's like lived in Jackson for a while. I know, and invented the car too, which was, which is, yeah. I mean, he's done a lot. Um, <laughs> last death that we'll talk about on the show. This was a big one, uh, a sad one. I don't know this person, this but is, he this is like a definitely really morbid show. No, here. this is a celebration because he left us with so much. Um, this is a person that in junior high school 
I was at one point in my life, I could recite basically every single word from the Three Feet High and Rising. Um, talking True Goy. True Goy, aka the Dove, aka Plug Two from De La Soul, passed away over the weekend, but he left us with songs now, like this. So, that one that was a bummer. Hey, so did you see, I forget, it was like the British... Um, the Brits! The, the British Music Awards or something like that? The BM, I don't know what it was called. No. Um, the BMAs? Did you see the... Uh, I, who's the dude who wears the big, who wore the big suit? Looks like a wetsuit full of Sam pee. Sam Smith. Okay, Sam Smith. Yeah, he's awesome. Is wearing wetsuit full of pee. Have yeah. you ever gotten in the shower and filled your wetsuit up like that? Yes. With water? Yeah, that's a great call. Oh, wait. What? What yeah, you? no, I, you know what I love? So I love that Sam Smith, so he was trolling people, religious people, I think, at the Grammys. Oh, what that a crazy. A very look. satanic, yeah. amazing, like took what Lil Nas X did to like an, another level, which I thought was brilliant. And I love that song. I love how triggered people get because this dude wore a weird outfit to an award show. People got so mad. Like, wait, which outfit are we talking? The P in the wetsuit. Oh, people Jesus. got really mad be of the because of his performance, and I thought that was hilarious. But then a week later, he's in this crazy outfit that David Bowie already wore back in nineteen seventy. Wait, David Bowie wore that? Yeah, the same, a similar thing. It looks really hard to get around him. Yeah, it's not very functional fashion, but it's awesome, and I I just love that every, it worked. Perfectly, because it triggered people. It pissed people off. And would you wear? Like, would you wear that? Yes, I think it's so funny. Like for for people to get mad. Would you wear a wetsuit that looks like that? I just don't. You couldn't really surf in that. There's just too much too much air in the legs. <laughs> I love Sam Smith. I um, you have any other nerd news? No. All right, I got a message oh, yeah. here. I got some questions from Joey. Joey B, how you doing? Okay, let's Should we just listen to it, yeah, to it listen. on? I don't know. What unchecked. This is. We don't know what he's gonna say. Here you go. Hello. How you doing? Is it too late to send in my question? <laughs> no. How much time I got left? It's one thirty on the East Coast over here. Go for it. Oh, <laughs> that was his question. Wait, that's the question. Yes. Wait. Send it now. Wait, I thought he's okay. Should that's... we just call him? Instagram call. No, wait. He said, I, he said, I sent my real question to Mass DM. Oh, wait. Look at the DM. I'm on the DM. Okay, and that was the question? Oh, wait. All right, here we go. January. No. Jesus. I guess that was the question. If it was too late to send in your question. That's his the question. Answer is, the answer is no, Joey, but whatever. Okay. Um, wait, here, I, I do. I have some questions. Okay, what's your question? Okay, so this one is from uh, N.W. Shredicator. And he asked, uh, Todd, I love the board review last week of the new Karua deck. So I've been doing these little, I just did a review on Richard's on reviews. Rich, it's Todd's take. Stop saying Richard's review. Why? Because I think Todd's take is better. It's more of because a take. It, I'm not like reviewing. It's more of my take. What about on Dick's a picks? <laughs> oh my God. Uh, in keeping with the theme, which of your pro models was technically the best board and why? Please hmm. continue taking the ad block from Chris. And also, I Chris, disagree with that. I don't want to leave you out. Which surfboard has been your all-time favorite? Pizel Gremlin, Dark Arts, 
construction, quad setup, naked Viking surf fins, Astrodeck traction, uh, via leash, Fuwax on the front. Wow, that's your favorite of all time? All time. Wow. Okay, yeah. so for my pro model decks, technically, I would say that it was the Moro Truth board. Sorry. The Moro Truth board was probably uh, my favorite. What graphics were on that? It was just, it was like, a, it looked like this fiery kind of base that just, it said truth on the bottom. Okay. But, um, that, and like as far as like a pro model, but I definitely think this Karua um, Auto Plus is is top five best boards I've ever ridden. Damn, really? Yeah, so this is the really new one? This is that black one. The that, second that, one. You, yeah, okay. it's, it's really good. Okay. And I'm very happy with it, and I can't wait to ride it some more. All right. I got a question. Mitchell Salazar. What is it, Mitchell he Salazar? He is uh, the, the host, the co-host, but he's a WSL commentator, lovable guy. Uh, he's also the host of the new um, board rankings cup thing mm-hmm. on the WSL. Uh, along with Dave Proden. Uh, he's a great commentator, great surfer. And this is a great question. Straightforward. Will Kelly Slater make the mid-season cut? Wow. Yes or no? Yes. Yes. I think so. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say yes. It might just be wishful thinking. We need the GOAT on tour, uh, at least for the whole season. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he'll make the final five. But he will make the mid-year cut. Great question, Mitchell really Salazar. Question. Okay, I have another question. This one is from oh, – God damn it. Who is this from? Paul Copenhaver. It's uh, P-Deck Paul on Instagram. He says, etiquette question. When riding at a resort, should it be permissible for singles to quad up from the singles line? And if so, how many groups of four have to go before the singles can get to form their own chair? You know what I'm saying? You know yeah. what I'm saying here? Um, like, you got you four go. Now you four go. And then I, I, is the singles line way shorter than the quad line generally? Sometimes, yeah. I just feel like we used to always do that. We used to roll into singles and be like, "Hey, are you single? Yeah, it's are you like single." Purple. And you make your own thing. I think you should be rewarded for doing that. I, personally, I have a very unconventional opinion on lift lines. Yeah. Every man for themselves. Right. It's whatever you can possibly do, especially because lift lines are so crazy now. Whatever you, whatever you can do to, to fly under the radar and get yourself on the slopes. I mean, don't you don't want to get like if you go to Big Bear, like someone will try to fight you. But like, there's ways break to, a bottle over there's your There's ways head. to like, there's ways to kind of like misty covert yeah. splinter cell the lift lines. I so. will. I will say I went snowboarding. Um, at Mountain High a couple weeks ago with my kids and a couple of their friends. So f- there was four of them and then me. So I was always like the odd man out on the lifts. Mm. But I had so much fun talking to random people, like random other single people. Not not <laughs> like that. Um, it's like speed dating. Like talking to people going up the lift lines. If Sometimes they're doing their own thing and you're like, oh, this person doesn't want to hang. But I talked to like three different people that were really interesting and it was super fun. Really? Because it's like a five minute relationship hmm. and you get to talk to this person. And then, like, unless it would get awkward if you like talk to the person and they go, can I, can I ride with you? But what? They would like glom on you? <laughs> like, no, that's how you enter, enter you the conversation. Just- can can I, I, can are I you write? by yourself? Because I don't have any friends I, here. I, I, can you film me on like the next? That's yeah, fine. Wh- <laughs> Old okay. nerdy bastard. What does he say? Says, what's your favorite De La Soul album? Three Feet High and Rising. De La Soul is dead. 
Uh, Boulogne Mind State, RIP Plug 2. Absolutely three feet high and, three rising. Feet high and rising. That is the quintessential like De La Soul. In, in junior high school, myself, Freckle Face, I think he showed me that album. And like I said, there was a time when that was the only record I listened to, and I could r- literally recite it from beginning to end. Very cool. Yeah, I have a photographic memory for that album. I thought it was pornographic memory. I have that too. Uh, Hannah Lee says... Why don't we see more halfpipe snowboarders do big air? And what is Valentino Guselli doing that is allowing him to succeed in both right now? That is a thoughtful, it used to great be, question. It used to be, thanks, Hanali. It used to be that people could do more than one, but I think it, everything has become so competitive now that you need to snap focus on one thing. Val is just really, really talented, and I think that he's not really pigeonholing himself. I mean, the, the, obviously the skills cross over from, from pipe to uh, slope style. If you, can, if you can spin essentially like a backside 1260 in the half pipe, that translates to a, the rotation of your body and the way the mechanics work of your body. That basically translates to a backside, uh, you know, back, I guess backside... 1440 off what? a straight jump. Don't worry about what? it. It's just the way that you initiate the spins and you you have less time to get tricks around in the half pipe. Uh-huh. So it's easier for you to to kind of like conquer the spins and like learn them faster. So and you have more time off a jump. So Val is but it also takes an incredible amount of discipline to be able to um, to do two of them at well, two of them well. So who, that's Who why are some other people that do two of them very well? Jeez, these days didn't Mark uh, Mark McMorris was a half pipe guy no, first, right? No, always he was, slope style. He was always slope okay. style. There hasn't. I mean, that that has kind of died off a little. Sean White was like one of the last really. Big, Scotty James actually was a really good. He qual. He was in the slope style at the Olympics in. 2014 right i think Rennie renikongas is an amazing pipe rider but not it, well, like a i would say that a lot of flipper. a lot of these the top riders are amazing pipe riders they can all yeah they rip everything but can they hang with the gnarliest i mean i know ayumu's it's crazy off jumps as well but like they just yeah. they just specialize in one event because that's what it takes now to stay on right top. and i think that it's that that can kind of go across all sports you've got a very select few of surfers for example that can surf giant waves and small waves and longboards, skaters and, that and can surf, you know, they can skate vert and street. But that's a great question. Uh, Adam at Art wants to know. Uh, just thinking of getting something. Uh, Adam Adam at Art wants to know about insoles. Um, did you guys use the Remind insoles in your skate shoes or snowboard boots? And if so, do you have recommendations of what he should use in his boots? Um, I haven't put the remind insoles in my snowboard boots because i require a higher arch you have a custom insoles? i have custom orthotics in my snowboard boots that make it so that i can run my boots a little bit smaller it actually okay. creates more of an arch which pulls my toes back it's like foot binding kind of oh nice but it's like you know your feet like just just to get into it a little bit like everyone flat feet are not optimal only you, in swimming maybe but like i don't i mean when you when you know, as you get older, and we've been running skate shoes for so long, like it's not good for you to not have any arch in your foot. No. Yeah. To have a flat foot, unless you're born with a flat foot. But my dad was. But I, I have um, kept I him have, out of the army. Really? Yeah. Flat footed? Yeah. Old flat foot cote. 
he got uh, flat-footed. This is a, a legendary story. He he. Something happened. He flew off diamonds, diamondback, uh, dragon's back in mammoth, and ate shit skiing back really? in the and day. Flattened his feet. Flattened his feet. Wow. But all I'm saying is, I use I use a more custom molded orthotic to pu- push my arches up a little bit, so I can get my toes to pull back from the edge of the boot. Oh, okay. So, but I look forward to trying them in a skate shoe. Yeah, I've tried them in a skate shoe. They're great. I just haven't tried them in a snowboard boot because I don't jump off stuff on a snowboard. I don't really need that impact protection. I just need to be as close to my board as possible to make it as easy as possible. I got a question from Mason Butner. Uh, we've talked about this in the past. What are your guys' take on energy drink companies sponsoring writers, videos, contests, good, good or bad for the sport? Heard a great debate uh, between Brian Fox and Torger, Torger on Bombhole Live. Uh, we've had this discussion. I think it's good and bad. Um, you know, we just spent 10 minutes talking about all of these insane Red Bull events that they put on yeah, that we really enjoyed. I guess, I guess it comes down to, I mean, look, it's, it's a bummer that we can't have the board and clothing and boot companies being the ones that have all this money. But no one is forcing you to drink. Yeah, you can enjoy a Red Bull event for guess, the event. I mean... I don't know. I don't know what the messaging is to the kids, but currently that these are the people that are putting money into our and I hope it gets to the point where we we don't have to rely on energy drink money. But I, just I whispering. Just educate you you don't just it, one, you know a couple once a month once a month have one. Edu- <laughs> That's what I do. I can't. I mean, I don't need heart palpitations, but um, I have one, you know, when I go and do these events, I have them. I don't know. It's 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 a necessary evil at this point and in order for us to continue living this lifestyle and, and creating fun and new opportunities for people, we kind of have to embrace this until we find something better. But yeah. I would suggest that everyone take care of their bodies so that you don't have to be like, he's still got it. If you do have a Red Bull, you can also have you know some bubs. You can also have some peer prescriptions. You can do things like, you know, we all every once in a while, you know, you're like, you want to have you want to have some good times. I like good times. Just, just so you know, ain't ain't no one in a start gate slamming a Red Bull to quench their thirst. I have a fun question. Go ahead. This is from Danny Caputo. <laughs> this is great. Sup, massholes. Hey. Was one of them. Prison for a whole year, Ooh. or prison with a Rubik's cube, and you can leave when it's done. Also, shout out to Leland. Stay strong, little homie. You got this, Leland Strong. So, prison for a year. Uh huh. Or. Oh, I got this one. Prison. Until you can solve the Rubik's Cube. I've never solved a Rubik's Cube. I'll be in there for uh, for probably two minutes. You can solve a Rubik's yeah, Cube in two I minutes. Yeah, because someone taught me the pattern. Okay, if this, if I go to, pr- if I do this challenge, will you teach me before I go? <laughs> I honestly... People, I've seen, I've seen young kids, like just fiddlestick kids that can, that can crank a Rubik's Cube with one hand. I have my... Sierra Kerr is like that. One she, of my friend's son did it in 23 seconds yeah, or something. It's ridiculous. Once you learn the pattern of where to go and what to do, yeah, it's actually not... It took me two... My best I've ever done is like two minutes and 20 seconds. I did that. not know this about you. Danny, thank you for that question. I'd known something new about Todd. I used to peel the stickers off and re-put the stickers on. What a on. dick. I know, what a dickhead. Sorry, that's just me. This is how I am. Question for Todd. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Hi. Sam Rainier. Sam, Sam Ranieri. I've seen so many videos on Instagram lately about these bindings. 
Do you know? Do you back them and how they work? I'm talking about the Burton, the new Burton oh, the step-in step-ins? bindings. I think I think they they definitely serve a purpose. The step-in, the step-in binding. Well, first and foremost, you have to identify with what you want to do. Are you are you a uh, casual, just shred around the resort? Um, like a normal resort. Like a normal resort. You're riding with your family. Um, or are you a park guy? Or are you a guy that wants to ride the pipe? I'm an Alaska freaking cornice, bro. Right? But remember a lot. Okay. At any rate. No, I don't want to talk about that. Okay. So you have to ask yourself, do you see a lot of top pros riding these in the park? And yeah. The, and the answer is no. And the reason being is I think that, that, the, that they serve a purpose. And I... I would highly suggest we see top bros riding them yeah we see some bros riding them but i definitely i would suggest step on bindings for a casual snowboarder who is who's just interested in convenience and you know they want a they want a binding and boot setup that is just really easy there's not a lot of bending over this is to alleviate that horrible part of snowboarding we sit in the snow which is sitting in the snow putting your binding on your boots which i don't like but, but there, then again there's some hybrids out there there was this really interesting um binding that i my my friend chris gunnerson showed me and actually actually have a pair in my garage right now nidecker has is making this new binding that it's it's when you first look at it grandy's and i had a field day about it because it's like this it's like a a normal you your initial strap into it you put your foot in you strap in like a normal binding okay right? But it has a hinge, so the heel cup tilts back like a mini truck, and you can and you can pull your foot out like a uh, flow binding. Remember the flow bindings, like the high back would kind of pull back. Yeah. So it's kind of a hybrid between a step on and a traditional binding, and I think that that could be a way of bridging the gap if mm. you want to have that freestyle, like the real true hit jumps, tweak out all this different stuff. But at the same time, have the convenience of a step on or in. Yeah, I think this is technology that it's going to it's going to evolve. It's it's going to evolve, but it's kind of like, okay, do you want to ride like trucks with inverted kingpins or, you know, like wheels that have dual durometer and all that, which, yeah, it's great. Try something new, but. Is it going? To, is it going to replace a thruster or a quad? Like I have a new eight-fin board. I mean, we have said that before, and then all of a sudden, yeah. the technology begins to be integrated, and next thing you know, you've got one more sad thing. Okay, what now? Uh, old nerdy bastard's friend crashed her car with a "Cry Is Free" sticker on it. So we just, please you, tell me you have more. We do. Yes, we have more. We do. Send me your address. I will send your send me your friend's address. Uh, and a self-addressed stamped envelope. No, send me your friend's address. We'll send a cry as free sticker. I think that's all the questions I have. Oh wait, Boom. no. Yeah, I'm not seeing any more on here. Oh wait, um, Adam Etzar has a quick one. It's a quick it? one. What's his one? I grew up with heroes such as Shane Dorian, Steve Caballero, and Todd Richards. Plug. Uh, if you were a Grom in 2023, who would your current heroes be? Uh, just off the top of my head, uh, Marcus Cleveland, uh, Louis Lopez, and Jack Robinson. Just like that. There you go. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Hey. Uh, Not a bad show, guys. Next week, we might have a show. We might not. Who knows? Oh, we're going to tune in to uh, do tours. Oh, wait. No, yeah. no we'll have a show. We'll be here. Okay. Bye. All right, you guys. Bye. 
Oh, hold up a sec. We got a last second question coming in from the one and only Joey B. How you doing? Todd just left, but I just got this question. I got to get it in there. Here it is. Hey, you doing? It's your boy, Joey B. We're out here in New York, driving on the 495 Expressway, headed east to Montauk, listening to the Monday Mass, the greatest action sports podcast in the history of action sports podcasts. How you doing? And uh, I got a question for Chris and Todd. I'm driving out to Montauk, brought up a story. Uh, Chris, we have a mutual friend, uh, Nick Boy. Nick Yakel, a.k.a. Nick Boy at Night. Mentioned one time that you had come out to Montauk. I forget what it was for, but uh, he said you had a great time. Uh, real rager, you know, possible great party night. I'd love to hear the story from you of how that night was, what your experience was like partying in Montauk. It's a little... Uh, town on the east end of Long Island that I love so much. Uh, yeah, let me know. I'd love to hear from you, you know, because Nick uh, gets carried away sometimes. How you doing? And uh, Todd, speaking of parties, I'd love to hear from you. What You know, what's the most memorable snowboarding party you can remember? I mean, if you can remember it, maybe it wasn't that crazy, but something that really stands out, you know, like a real rager post-contest or premiere or touring, whatever. No party like a snowboarding party. I know that. You know that. Anybody listening to this podcast, I hope, knows that. How you doing? So, uh, looking forward to hearing the answers. All right. Have a great day. How you doing, buddy? Yes, I do remember that weekend. I was there for a Billabong tour, and it was one of the one of the heaviest benders ever. Montauk is wild. Even though it was just me and Nikki Boy at night and a couple other people, it was wild. Doing things that I can't re- I can't ever do again, <laughs> but it was the best. Uh, love that. Love that question. Love you, Joey B. How you doing? You're, you're welcome anytime on this podcast. And I would say Todd. Todd's going to have to answer this next week. He doesn't even know I'm still talking. Bye, Todd. Bye, Joey. How you doing? <laughs>